What's happening, my people? Welcome back. Hope you're good and ready for the show. I want to start by giving a personal shout out to my friend and RSL kitman, Nick. He's the reason today's show is actually happening. Um, he knows today's guest and has worked with him. And before his uh, intervention, I was just a 32-year-old male player sending out DMs on Instagram, looking for attention from a student athlete. And rightly so, he was ignoring me, but still here we are. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to introduce you to um, a running back and a multiple school record holder for the University of Utah football. And you could put a case forward that this is the biggest star in the studio so far. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to say this, a future NFL star, Zach Moss. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. No, it's my pleasure, man. How are you? Doing good, good. No, it's, you know, it's good to have you here because you're the first guest mm. that's not been in my line of work. So oh, okay. you're taking me to a place which I know nothing about. Yeah. And I, I need to start the show by saying, like, I'm a Brit attempting to talk American football. <laughs> so... Please bear with me. You want to ask the questions? I actually want to know the answers, not, not just one way. I'm trying to lead you in. So, um, have you ever been to the UK before, firstly? Uh, no. Okay. Have you ever got plans to go there? Uh, I have a lot of plans to travel a lot of places. Um, I mean, definitely we'll put the UK on the list for sure. Okay, make sure you do, because one thing about there, and to be fair, everywhere else apart, out, mm -hmm. outside of the States, is this whole college system is very different here to what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. So that's, like I said, I'm a big man, 32 years old, traveled the world, seen a lot of things. But then I came over here and my mind was blown by how big college sports actually are. Yeah. Like you probably don't feel it as much because you're used to it. But for perspective, this is for my people back home. So you play in front of 45,000 people mm -hmm. every couple of weeks, yeah? Yeah. What's the biggest stadium you played in? Biggest stadium I played in, uh, my freshman year, 2016, we played... Uh, Indiana, University of Indiana, um, at the San Francisco 49er Stadium. I think that's around 90, probably 100. Wow. Yeah, so just came okay. from uh, on Saturday playing in front of 60,000 people. Yeah, that's nuts. Which was crazy. So, so, so for perspective, again, for my people back home, the stadium here, Rice Eccles, 45,000, mm -hmm. that's the 114th biggest stadium in the USA. Yeah. yeah. If that stadium was in England for the Premier League in soccer, that's the 10th biggest stadium. Mm. So this is why my mind is blown because all the big stadiums here are for college. It's not for professional sport yeah, necessarily. Sure. It's for college. And that was something which I was ne I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Like back home, Saturdays are for my football. But as soon as I come here, Saturdays are for your football. Yeah. Like, so soccer is a thing <laughs> until football is on. And that is like, for me, it's incredible. So to have you here now to be able to talk about it like it, it feels like an honor but mm -hmm. outside of here if i was speaking to a student i'd have all the power but now yeah. it feels like you're the biggest star <laughs> here now but it's nuts but as i say I'm, I'm happy to have you man so i just want to talk about a few things today if that's mm -hmm. all right yeah and just you know gain some insight into like how you are where you are now because how i got here and how you got here might be two completely different stories yeah. so in my world to turn professional you can start from maybe eight years old. You can get picked up for an academy. So Manchester City, yeah, biggest and best club in the world, allegedly. They will pick you up from eight years old and you can stay there through your whole career till you're like 35, 36 or whatever. And you can people have the dream from young. This is what they want the kids to be. This is what the kids want to be. They look at the people on TV. That's what they want to do. But in terms of your football, mm -hmm. how does it even begin? Like, Is there a dream? Like, How do you, how do you end up here? 
Um, I from, mean, this is from young, yeah. Not just say like fifteen, sixteen, like from young. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been playing football um, since I was about you know nine, ten years old. Um, it definitely wasn't my first love. Oh, what was that? Which is crazy. Uh, basketball ah, okay, was okay, like yeah. my my go to. You know, watching growing up watching Kobe Bryant. Um, being from Miami, you know, it's Miami um, and Florida just as a whole has a uh, you know this history of just having like great football players and kind of that's you know what you do mm-hmm. growing up in South Florida. You know, that's kind of this, the staple is either you're playing football, basketball, you're playing a sport, or you're somewhere out there on the streets um, getting into trouble and things like that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So football has always been you know a staple for me. My had uh, my older brother played. Um, Who did so, he play for? Uh, he played for a local high school back home. Okay. You know, um, you know, gotten you know some things, and uh, uh, I just kind of learned. You know, he kept me on track and things like that, and was able to get me to this point where I'm at now. You know, just always had a just a strong minded. You know. So, um, in terms of sport over here, when you choose your high school, do you mm-hmm. choose your high school based on where it is or the sports program that it has? Kind of both. They've kind of changed the rules now. Um, I know when I was in high school, just a couple of years ago. Um, you had to play in your district, you know, okay. like wherever you live, that's wherever your local high school was, you had to play there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing is it's a few high schools, you know, and pretty much a lot of them are pretty good for the most part. Um, but I didn't know they changed the rule now. So like I could be in any part of the world, you know, and come play for a school mm-hmm. and the rules change now so that you can, it's allowed. Um, so like the best schools get players from, any part of the of the states. You know? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Um, I mean, you bring kids from, you know, it could be from New York or, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit, wherever it may be, and bring them down to Miami or Texas and uh, let them compete against guys like that, you know. Cause a lot of, not everyone gets a chance to go to uh, the college yeah. football aspects and things like that. Um, yeah, okay. So so you play, You what's the name of your high school? Uh, Hollandale High School. Listen, feel free to give as many shout-outs as you want on the show. Yeah? <laughs> you name everything. It's a, it's a story to tell, yeah? So you're at the high school, mm-hmm. and do you have ambitions to go to college at that point and play football? Uh, not until, like, a, my junior year in high school. Okay. Honestly, uh, ninth grade year, uh, I was a knucklehead. Um, <laughs> okay. Didn't really, That's good honesty, man. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. I didn't really, you know, have a plan, you know. Um, I mean, I just did the same things every day, you know, go to school, uh, play football, go home after football practice, go to the park and play some more basketball. Mm-hmm. That was really pretty much my routine. Um, and not until my junior year when, you know, I had coaches start talking to me and like, hey, man, you need to, like, buckle down a little bit and start mm-hmm. taking things a little bit seriously because you have talent and things like that. If you just really just, you know, just put yourself in it and um, to go to the next level. And then I think junior year was when I really started taking it seriously. And then my senior year was when I really seen that. I was like, okay. I probably can't do this at the next level. And how did the recruitment for college happen? Who who was interested, or do you like do you go to the colleges, or do they come to you? Like, how does it work? Um, so the colleges come to you, okay. and you can go to them. Okay. Um, so like, I remember through high school, uh, coaches would come uh, all the time through the high school. You know, just say what's up, you know, things like that, or mm-hmm. they'll message you through whatever social media or your number. Um, and then it comes to the point where you can take some visits. Mm-hmm. You know, um, growing up in Miami, I always uh, was able to go to the University of Miami and things like that. So I was actually committed to going to the University of Miami before I decided to come out to Utah. Uh, and why yeah. was that? What, what made you change? Uh, just, you know, the maturity part, just wanting to be away yeah. from home. You know, um, I don't think a lot of people 
I mean, like when I tell this story a lot to people, they be like, why did you, I get that question so many times, like, why do you come to Utah? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, just to be able to evolve as a person by myself, you know, I can't really, couldn't really think I would be able to do that if I was just 20 minutes away from my mom, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I'll always fall back, lean back on that. And then being so many miles away out here in Utah by myself for the most part, mm -hmm. um, I couldn't do that. I had to grow up and make decisions by myself. And uh, I think that's really just helped me a lot, you know, because, I mean, I'm not going to always have my mom there to, yeah, you know, yeah, fall back sure. on. For sure. That's the, it feels like that's the moment where you grow up kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Similar sort of things happen within my game. So I came through being raised in Manchester. I had all my family there and we were playing there and everything was great. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, in some ways, I took it for granted because then when I move somewhere else, you realize like this is this is real life, this is yeah. real work. It goes from being something which you're playing to like, well, you have to, you don't have the same home comforts. Yeah. It takes something out of you which you would never have if you stayed in that same place your mm -hmm. whole life, you know what I mean? So that was, yeah, that was a big it thing It takes you me. out of your comfort zone, oh, for, for sure. Real, like for you have to... I'm always of the, <laughs> I'm always of the thinking, you can relate this to pressure as well. Once, once you put yourself in a situation where you are uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you can really find out who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's like, within my game that's playing in the big pressure games because you can but you know you can play in the game in the regular games and all that stuff and it's good and you can be you can be seen as being good yeah but you look across all the sports when it's crunch time you yeah. see the real guys step up yeah and they're the ones who like i look up to and everyone around you looks up to mm -hmm. because they're you know they're they're the real deal yeah 100 the real deal so within your setup now how many people are in, on the roster for the for the college team now um it's about 104 guys. That's insane, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Dude, can you name every guy? I'm not asking you to, but can uh, you? If, if they line up in front of me, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, I could name probably off tops without seeing anyone, you know, 60 to 70 guys, Gosh. which isn't bad. Yeah, that's good, yeah, but that's crazy. <laughs> um, that's, so many, that's so many players. Yeah. I'm not used to that. Yeah, it's 104 guys on the roster. Um, when we go to games, travel, whatever, we only take 74 of those guys. So. Okay. So, so. So and, we'll all, family. and we'll all 74 get some game time or not? Uh, Not necessarily. Um, I mean, a lot of things have to happen <laughs> for right. okay. us to use all 74 guys. Okay. So with, so like you said, there are 104 guys now, yeah, in, mm. that, in that roster. How many of those guys actually dream of turning professional? Is it everybody or is it only a select few? Uh, I mean, out of 104 guys, you probably have 30 guys that really believe or have any type of aspiration of taking it to the next level, you know. Um, I'm around those guys each and every day, and some guys just love to play football. Yeah. You know, they don't really care about, you know, making it to that next step, you mm -hmm. know, this right here. And a lot of guys, um, you know, is, which is I love to see because those are the guys that you really, really know yeah. have a passion for, sure. for the game, you for know. Sure. Now everyone can wake up at 6.30, mm -hmm. you know, three times out of the week, um, and know they're not going to play on Saturday. Yeah. You know, and they're just, they're just being used for practice. Um, those are the guys that really just love the game, you know. I mean, you got a, you got a handful of the guys, you know, mostly the starters mm -hmm. are the guys that really believe they can go to the next level. So, I mean, like on our walk-ons and guys that are freshmen and things like that, it's really good to see. Yeah, for sure. It's that, that energy when you do have people that do love the game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everybody, everybody loves the game. Yeah. But not everybody is rewarded in the same way for yeah. loving the game. Like, not everyone can be the star. Yeah. You've got some people who, they kind of, they make, for me, I feel like they make the team and the environment, you know, because they are always giving 100% energy. Yeah, but I, those guys, I mean, our coach, Coach Wilhelm, always says each and every day for the most part that we appreciate our scout players. Yeah. You know, without the 22 guys 
that are the starters that are going to play, you mm-hmm. know, bona fide guys. We wouldn't be able to do what we do in practice and get ready for a game without those guys. You know, they do the same things we do. And honestly, their schedule is a little bit more harder. Yeah. Like today, we're off. Yeah. You know, the starters and the, and the actual guys who play, they have practice today. Yeah. You know, during the bye week. Yeah, that's, that's and, tough, um, it's it's harder for them, but I mean, the go those guys loving it. And, I mean, they're a big part of everything that we do. So with those guys, obviously, so there are a lot of people that don't necessarily have the same dream that you have, mm. assuming that you do have the dream of playing in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did forgot to ask, ask that question. But so for the people who are sort of on the edges, mm. they kind of have the dream, but maybe they're not getting enough, enough traction to really manifest it. Mm. What happens to them if they don't make it? Uh, I mean, you got to watch for those guys, you know? I mean, it's a lot of guys that do things the right way every mm-hmm. single day, and then they don't really get paid yeah. for it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, That's when you have to, you know, I'm in my belief system, you know, I believe in uh, God and things like that. Um, The way I look at it, and I can't speak for those guys, but the way I look at it is like, all right, if I'm doing all these things, you know, I have a friend um, that I could uh give you a story about. Um, who did everything the right way, you know, ever since he took me on his wing when mm-hmm. I was a freshman, he was a sophomore. Um, he came in and uh, he showed me the right ways to do things. And I ended up playing over him as a freshman, sophomore, and a junior. Yeah. You know, things like that. And he not one time complained about it. You know, he just understood that, okay, maybe my calling isn't to be the guy that's going to run for 100 yards on Saturdays. Yeah. Maybe my calling is to be, for be there for the guy that's going to be doing that, you know, and um, just coach him up, you know, and then obviously that things will pan out in my life yeah. differently as obviously God has a different calling for me. Yeah. And I always told him that he would be a coach, and now he's a college coach now Is at the age of 25. And what's his name? Uh, Jordan Howard. He's a— Listen, keep naming names. Right? Yeah. We need, we need he's this a, story. He's a running back coach over at uh, River Community College um, in California. Um, it's a JUCO. Um, the best JUCO probably uh, definitely in California and I think they're ranked like num- top three in the nation really so uh, I mean yeah that's it's, it's that's crazy story. that's such a good what would you call it first a good teammate or a good friend for the way that he is a friend the way that he was. it's a friend definitely you know and that's guy my brother you know I didn't think coming from Miami to Utah I would meet somebody from California mm-hmm. you know that was a couple years older than me that to this day I would consider my brother you know yes I was just talking to him yesterday and uh he had me talking to his running backs, you know, because he tells them about, like, our relationship and things like that. And he had me call them on FaceTime and just, like, give them a few motivational words and things like that. And it was crazy to just think about it and uh, kind of reflect on it because you just never know where life will take you. You never know that not being selfish, because yeah. he could have easily been selfish and told me the wrong things. 100%. Or yeah. didn't want to help me or 100%. things like that. And it could have been a totally different story. And, I mean, I mean, it's just crazy. Just before we move on from that. Do you think that happens more in college, in the college ranks, as opposed to professional? Yeah, the pros are all about money. <laughs> that, so that's, you think that's what it is. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And that's why college football um, is loved a lot more than, you know, yeah. that in the NFL yeah, industry. Yeah, so it's not like franchise where you can yeah, take a team and move it to wherever. For the most part, guys in college is a family. You know, yeah. every single guy on his team, from no matter if it's our best player mm-hmm. to his the guy who's a walk-on. Yeah. You know, I'm going to remember those guys from here on out. You yeah. know what I mean? Those guys have my back, and that's not even a question. Mm-hmm. In the pros, you know, when I get there and things like that, you really have to find someone, 
you know, I've had family that played in the NFL and things like that, and they, I know the stories and things like that. The guys are about the money. Mm-hmm. That's why you have guys taking lockouts, you know, personal lockouts and just waiting. They're not getting paid, so they're like, okay. They're not really there for their brothers. Yeah. You know, and I get it. It's the fine line between being a great teammate and being a provider for your family. Like, yeah, I get for sure, it. for sure. But in college, you don't see that. Um, these guys are doing anything for you and not a question about doing it for you. Yeah, that's 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 such a true story. So, yeah, I said I was going to move on. So you've been in Utah now. Is it three years or four years? Uh, this my... Three years, three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. three and a half, yeah. So how have you actually found it? Because it's very, obviously, I've, I, like, I've been to Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've lived in Utah. Like, that's two completely different worlds. Yeah. Like, how, how, have you find, how have you found it across the years? Uh, it's been really good to me, you know. Um, I mean, coming from Miami and just growing up the way I did, because uh, I grew up in the inner cities of Miami, mm-hmm. um, Liberty City, Florida. Um, and then coming out to Utah and seeing the mountains and having mm-hmm. – just every season here, you know, my, my first time seeing snow was when I first came here. That's crazy, man. And, like, it's small, but it's crazy. Like, the people was literally, when you're walking across the street, the people will stop for you. Yeah. In Miami, they're going to drive, you better stop before you get hit. <laughs> yeah, for it, sure. It's crazy. Like, the people here are just so nice and it's so quiet. And, mm-hmm. like, you barely ever really see police officers. Mm-hmm. Back home in Miami, I see police officers every time I look around the corner. Yeah. Um. So it's been really good to me, man. I mean, I've... Met my girlfriend here, who I've been dating for over a year now. And, um, I mean, thinking about it, if I never came here, I probably would never met her. I probably wouldn't be sitting in front of you today and yeah. things like that. So, I mean, it's been really good to me. Yeah, it's cool. Same for me, man. Like, I, I didn't know much about this place before I came. I didn't even know where exactly Utah was. Yeah. Um, I kind of committed blindly. <laughs> yeah. it's, it feels to me like it's a hidden treasure. It, yeah. No one, no one talks about it, mm. but everyone that's here happy to be here and people yeah. don't know but I always come back it's just it's just such a it's a good energy it's a great place to learn your craft and to play yeah because the fans and stuff like they love you here yeah. but they love you definitely not in a way like they'll ever hate you <laughs> they're really happy that you're representing them yeah there'll be more people here come to me and say I'm really happy that you chose to sign than I've ever heard before in my career yeah because usually it's like you'll sign and they'll be like oh, we'll, we'll decide how we feel about you and yeah if they're with you or they're not with you they'll, they'll let you know yeah <laughs> so it's, it's you know it's a bit different so as I say with the with the three four years that you've been here so far could you tell me about your highs and lows from playing for Utah uh yeah um I mean in particular I can remember going back to my freshman year um like I had a lot of growing up to do um when I first came out here uh I mean, I can give you like a quick little backstory. Um, I remember when I first committed here, you know, uh, I was looking up all the records that I now, you know, now have, <laughs> that yeah. I now own. Please name them, humble brag. Just get out there, <laughs> get out there. Uh, so, um, all time leading rusher, all time leading uh, most rushing touchdowns in school history, the most touchdowns in school history now, um, most 100 yard games in school history. And um, soon here, uh, whenever, if God's willing, um, I'll be the uh, the, um, the all-time purpose leading running back in uh, school history, which that, is, you know, that, that's, that's, yeah, I'm sure. mind-blowing yeah, for that's... being 21 years old. And, you know, three years ago, I set these goals, you know, coming out here. I remember being, like, on Google, searching who is the guy who owns these yeah. records, who is the guy who I need to get to. Mm-hmm. And I remember last year, because um, last year I had a a, a knee injury that uh, kind of derailed me from, you know, breaking some other records mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, I remember having a piece of paper with these records 
on my wall that I bullet point. And after every game, I would come home and I'll subtract to get closer to that that record. Um, That's cool. I mean, it didn't really seem like it could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, My freshman year, I remember uh, we had a guy named Joe Williams who came in. I mean, who was already here. You know, he was the uh, senior running back. And um, he didn't play up to his part for the most part um, the first two or three games in the season. And I had just torn muscle in my calf. Mm -hmm. Um, The first that's why I missed the first game. And then he ended up retiring uh, in the middle of the season. And then I was able to start a few games and I got my feet wet. Mm -hmm. And then I got hurt again with a turf toe, which is one of the worst injuries. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard of that. You can possibly get um, because you just never know how much you really need your big toe. (laughs) (laughs) And he came back for the last seven games or whatever it was. And he ended up just taking it by storm, you okay. know what I mean? And I was, I had a, a phase where I remember when he did this, I'm like, man, because my playing time went from being a starter as a freshman mm-hmm. to being the second guy, but not playing at all Yeah. Okay. now, you know, like not even coming in to give him a breather. <laughs> okay. And he ran for over 1,400 yards and ended up going getting drafted by the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um but I had so much to learn. You know, I was so mad at a point where it affected my practice habits. It yeah. affected um, me personally and how I was as a person um, and how I treated people during like our staff, you know, and things like that. So young boy mistakes, basically. Yeah. You know, just tasting success and having it ripped yeah, away from you. Yeah. I was like just everywhere. And then, you know, I was able to just like, okay, sit back and just be like, okay, this is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. This is obviously something that, you don't understand right now, but it's obviously it's going to make you better as a person and a player. You know, I was able to sit back and just watch how he treated his body, you know, watch film, you know, start taking little things a lot more seriously, mm-hmm. which would help him be the player he was in these games. You know, um, he was a very good practice player. So I'm like, okay, how do I need to get better at practice? And then I did all those things and then I reaped the success my sophomore year, which almost didn't happen. What because I ended up breaking my arm. <laughs> wow. Is this, and, is this in training or was it something practice? Uh, spring game. Okay. So we have like a little annual spring game or whatever. Um, second quarter when I was only really supposed to play a quarter, mm-hmm. right? Ended up breaking my arm. Um, and then I got cleared four days before camp started. Okay. Right. And now I'm battling with this other guy. And I'm like, okay. And we have a new running back coach now. So I'm like, okay. And we have a new offensive coordinator. I'm like, okay. So you need to be part of this. You need to These things are stacked against me here, yeah. and I'm coming off an injury. And, you know, I've never broken a bone before. I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, you know, I ended up outlasting the guy during camp and uh, was able to start the first game. And, you know, long story short, uh, my sophomore year was pretty much the season that put me on the map. Okay. You know, um, ended up having 1,100 yards, uh, 10 touchdowns. You know, and I did some very good things there um, as a sophomore and then – just catapulted me into my junior year where I had over 1,100 yards doing eight games. Okay. Um, so It's not bad at all then, yeah. Not bad. Not, <laughs> yeah, not bad. But, you know, just those those things which really just helped me mature as a person and just kind of where I'm at now, why I don't let things just get to me and bother me so much. You know, sometimes my girlfriend calls me, says I'm too zen. <laughs> <laughs> too zen. She says I'm okay. too zen sometimes. And I'm like, it's kind of because I know that everything happens for a reason. Like, it's very hard. And, like, sometimes I, I stress. When I get stressed out, it's really bad because I could be very zen or I could be very stressed. Yeah. You know, I don't I haven't really found out 
my happy medium between mm-hmm. those things. And I just know everything happens for a reason. I, and it's a lot. It's hard for some people to be in those uh, positions, you mm-hmm. know, if it's financially, uh, emotionally, whatever it may be, it's hard for you to be like, okay, this is happening for a reason and continue with your day. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of being able to, you know, do that um, for the most part. Like, I'm able to just understand that and just carry on my day and just make sure I'm still that loving person I can try and be. Did you learn that from somebody? Uh, Honestly, no. Um, I've always been an introvert. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't bother anyone. No one, like, I, people more like to bother me more. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, people like me on Instagram. No, no. It's like people just love to just, like, you know, just want to talk to me, want to do something, yeah. all this stuff. And it's not a bad thing because I'm like, okay. But I've always been an introvert, so I was like, you it's really bad. It. It's like, if I don't, if you don't text me, yeah, right, I probably won't text you. And it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if my mom doesn't text me, like, I know to text her somewhere during the day. Yeah. But if she doesn't text me, like, during the little schedule that we have, I probably won't text her early in the morning. Like, yeah. my brothers, the same way. Like, if they don't text me, they won't hear from me about two, three days. Okay. <laughs> you okay. know, and All right. it's crazy. Yeah, I'm taking notes of that. <laughs> so let me, t- let me ask you this then. What is, what is it like a day in the life? of a student athlete and you in particular here because I know nothing about the schedules I know nothing mm-hmm. about what's expected but can you do that from a view of when the season's going yeah. to when the season's finished I got you yeah <laughs> uh, so I'll start when the season's going when the season's going um, I'll pretty much just give you a run out of my day mm-hmm. like in right now mm-hmm. um, a Monday for me, will be we have seven o'clock meetings in the morning. Seven a.m. Seven a.m. meetings in the morning. Okay. Um, and then I have class at eight o'clock. Okay. Right. What, what so, are you studying? Uh, c- communications. Okay. So this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah. Later okay, part okay, of okay. my. Okay. My so life. you're taking notes, okay? Yeah. I see. It. I see. It. <laughs> um. Eight o'clock in the morning. You know, it's about nine thirty. Is my first class. Mm-hmm. You know, and then playing the position I play, and then playing the way I play, I'm always banged up or dinged up or something's aching. Yeah. So I'm, Back at the our training facility in the uh, rehab room in the training room, uh-huh. um, from about from about ten to about eleven thirty, right, and then I'm going to class again at eleven fifty. Okay, and then that's over around like one ten. Then we have meetings again uh, around like two o five. You know, so I really never really get any downtime. Mm-hmm. The downtime that I do get in my day, um, I go to see my girlfriend. So I come all the way from Salt Lake to Draper. Okay. Um, when days I can get out um, and things like that to come see her and just take her out for lunch or whatever. Um, so it, it's it's hectic. You know, some guys have study hall. You know, the older you get, sometimes you can lean off of study hall. So you have study hall, um, even on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So it's really pretty much an everyday thing is nonstop, um, about 18, 16 hours of your day okay. uh, from Monday to Friday. When it's off season, um, you get like two weeks off in off season. Um, you have a spring ball that goes from April to the end of the beginning of May. Um, and then you have summer football. So they give you about another three weeks off in May. Then you come back in June. And then you have summer football, mm-hmm. summer conditioning. And then August, you have fall camp, which goes for two and a half weeks. And that goes straight into the, the season. So, So it's a lot. So it's a lot. It's a lot. So you get like 
six weeks off total of doing no okay. football. Okay, let me let me throw some controversy out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you work, up working quotation marks. Mm-hmm. You work longer hours than I do. Yeah. In this state, in this country, you have you will get covered more than I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even I'm professional, and you're technically an amateur. Yeah. yeah. So it seems a lot to not get paid. Yeah. It seems a lot. <laughs> they they only give us fourteen hundred dollars a month, and when you think about it, people here, like if you don't play college sports, and you know if you're just your, you know, for lack of better words, just uh, your average Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can be like, well, your scholarship is enough. You're getting a free education. I've heard that. And heard that's that argument. Yeah. And that's like one of the worst things a student athlete wants to hear. You know why? Because, all right, you, yeah. That the scholarship is thankful, you know, and we appreciate it because it costs a lot of money to get an yeah, uh, education of course, here. Yeah, of course. And for the most part, you can't really even use your degree, and it's very hard to find a job once you get the, that degree. Yeah. You know, if you don't know anyone, mm-hmm. that degree is really yeah. worthless for the most part. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we get $1,400 a month, and then you have to, we have to pay rent. Yeah. You know, if you own a car... You got to pay your car note or whatever it may be. You have to get your insurance paid, mm-hmm. um, phone bill you pay. If you mm-hmm. don't come from a family that has, you know. That, that is well off, then you're going to. Then you know, you're probably going to be that outlet for them to be, hey, have a few dollars here because that's what I am yeah, for yeah. my family. You okay. know, and you have so many other expenses. Like, you pray each and every day that you don't get a, t- a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> and these these Utah roads, you'll get yeah, a flat like, tire. Yeah, like, you don't want to get a flat get, tire. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to pay your registration when it comes up for your car because you're like, man. You're trying to hold on to every dollar, you know what I mean? Like, you really have to be able to know how to fund your money. That's So this is me stepping out of this situation I'm in now and saying mm-hmm. again, as someone that's come from a different country, to hear this story and to see how big this game is. Like, I can't, I can't describe it enough to people back home. Saturdays are for college football. Yeah. There's nothing else that gets any coverage. That is, that is Saturday. I don't time. care if... Obama's about to come on TV. If, if he's coming on TV, <laughs> if he's coming on TV, he's coming on to the he's college a, football yeah, show. Yeah, he's going to be talking talk about, about football. Team. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, it's. But then you're telling me if you have a flat tire, then that puts you back to a position you should never be in. I, man, this has been the roughest year of my life being a senior. Um, nah, I've had so many, you know, financial things come up where I wasn't able to do things. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I was out without a car uh, about two months. That car, I was like, yeah. it was in a wreck. Um, right. Back in April, um, me and my girlfriend, we went to California and then we drove, you know, and we had an accident um, coming back, mm-hmm. which like messed the car up, you know, and it put me back for a while. That's crazy. And things That's like crazy. that. That's crazy. So it's like, the thing is, we make so much money for, for these the- universities. Like, football at the University of Utah is the biggest grossy thing. Yeah. Like that's what brings us this money. Yeah. You know, and then you have, uh, I think, gymnastics, baseball, and yeah. then, you know, it trickles on. Yeah. But we don't get an ounce of those things, you know. And humble brag again. Y'all do it. You do it. Let's, let's hum, go. Let's humble go. brag. Let's go. My jersey, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. would probably be the biggest jersey on the campus. Yeah. You know, I probably would make the most money out of all the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a lot of guys that be right there behind me. The, yeah. Our quarterback, Tyler Huntley, yeah. Jalen Johnson, guys like that, you know. Yeah. But we don't get a touch, an ounce of those. Mm-hmm. You know, they sell our jerseys. You know, and we don't get a touch of those. Mm-hmm. Um, they put us 
on their social medias. Yeah. They put us on the yep, 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 on yep, the yep. boards out here on the roads, the billboards, and we don't get any of that. And it's just crazy because they, you know. When you say they, you're talking about the NCAA. The, yeah. They okay. all get to live comfortably. Yes. You know what I mean? And then They make great shows, yeah. great production. And it's crazy because the the guys that make it to the NFL, it's, a, it's less than 5% of guys out of college football. And it's, it's, it's so many guys, thousands of guys. Yeah. There's only 5% of guys that actually could make it to the NFL. So what about the guys that? won't make it why not you know put money in their pockets to help them out to be able to for sure start whatever they want to start in their next life or the guys that have the promise to get to that next level but didn't have a a, a career in the injury yeah you know what i mean and they don't never get to see any money and they leave out of here with nothing but a degree yeah that's the biggest thing that they always want to go back to yeah and for the most part it is easier for a student athlete to get a job with his degree yeah. because they're more likable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, they're disciplined. They've had the training. <laughs> they're yeah. not going to complain about coming in at 7.30 in the morning yeah. Yeah. and things like that. And it's fine and dandy, but, you know, I think. So how do you feel about the new uh, regulations that are coming in for for players to technically be compensated? Mm -hmm. do, do you like that or do you think it's a bit soft? No, I, I I think it's good. It's a good starting point. Yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Do you think it's going <laughs> to keep going, though? Is this the start and the end? Cause I think it may keep going. Um, so many people have pushed for it for a very long time. Like California going out there and stepping out there and doing yeah. that pretty much just forced their hand mm -hmm. because you have the USC, so UCLA is like, UC, uh, NCAA makes a lot of money in California. Yeah, so they're sure. like, all right, you can't do this to us. Um, but I think like when people say college athletes should get paid, because I talk about this all the time with my girlfriend and um, she didn't really understand a lot of it until like she – I saw it really sees yeah. my life and yeah. how it goes and like like she pays for half the stuff that I do <laughs> listen it's 2019 that's, that's fine that's the way we want yeah it. like these shoes I go on she paid for them <laughs> yeah that's cool man. but that's cool. I think when they they say okay student athletes should get paid I don't not, I don't think we believe we should get six figures yeah that's crazy I don't even think you should get five figures and I'm a student athlete saying yeah. this you know I don't think we should get five figures I think Doubling the fourteen hundred dollars, you know, it, and it, it varies from different places around the country because it's really more of the cost of living and yeah, wherever you're so. at. Of course, um, I think just doubling that, you know, so okay, get fourteen hundred, give me thirty eight hundred. All right, I pay my rent now. I have at least thousands some dollars to be able to do and buy things that I would like. Mm -hmm. And if it's I need it for whatever reason, mm -hmm. I can go ahead and have that money there because I can't even go home to yeah. Miami because it's $500 for a ticket. You know, I, I hear that. I hear that. But this is me talking as an older man now. Mm -hmm. So you you are more, you believe in the player more than the system itself. Because mm -hmm. you hear some people who've left the system, you talk about how there was great pride to play for the school, which does exist. Yeah. But they're pushing back on people who say, athletes who say, student athletes who say they should, be get, should get paid. Like that, I don't really like that argument. Mm -hmm. And you came up with a rough figure in your mind. You doubled up from the fourteen hundred. Yeah. But I think really, if the NCAA decided to do that, for example, I think they'd be happy to do that. Just because I don't think that's really you're still undervalued. Yeah. If you could really work out how much each player or how much each um, team yeah. brought, yeah. You saying you're gonna double up from fourteen hundred would sound wild. 
Yeah, that's just a starting point. Nah, listen, start, <laughs> start higher, start higher. Like literally, the amount of times I've heard in my career where someone would start contract negotiation mm. and the club say, well, we'll give you this. Say it's just like 10,000 or something. And then the agent's like, well, no, no, we want 14. Mm. But all the while, the club could have gone up to 20, 30, 40 because they knew that that's what the actual value is. Yeah. But the moment you, you sort yeah. of you play yourself, like yeah. that's it. You can never... And then you find out the information afterwards. Yeah. But like when I started from like that, um, it's more of a, you know, you got kids that come in because it's 18 years old. Yeah. Now yeah. you're going to give a kid, you know, $10,000, you know, yeah. and you have all these things going on, whereas the party and the drinking, yeah, course, the drugs, course, it's, now you're giving them more, like just an easy opportunity to go ahead and just do yeah. more uh, negative things in their life. For so sure. For sure. I think the 3800 is still a lot of money to go ahead and buy whatever you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that but when you have kids it's like 18 unless you're gonna sit there and make them take classes about how to be money uh, manage your money yeah and things like that i think um when you have 18 19 kids year old kids yeah. coming in then it gets a little tricky um you just you just money you just reminded me there actually yeah. so i'm sitting across from you i'm having a man-to-man conversation mm-hmm. but you're still younger than my youngest sister and my <laughs> younger sister like i used to change her diapers or nappies we say back home when she was a kid like yeah. i used to look after her but you're four years younger than her mm-hmm. So I see you, I see you on TV, I see you in the stadium, I see you as the man, but only two, three years ago, you're 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget that because they have the love for the colleges, they have the love for the sport. Like, I think I was watching um, Georgia, I watched Georgia lose two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And the fans were booing. Yeah. And I was like, That's this, this doesn't sit, That's nah, so this doesn't sick. sit right, this doesn't sit yeah. right. Like, the, the te- there could be teenagers on that field. They're not getting paid. Yeah. They're essentially students and there are 90,000 people booing them. I'm like, perspective is gone. You yeah, it's it's crazy because I remember I was getting a lot of little, a lot of heat my freshman year. I remember because I had personally lost a game for the university. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was against Cal my freshman year. We went down to play Cal. Um, three plays... We tried to score. We were on a one-yard line, and we tried to score three times. Uh-huh. Before they was like, "Okay, give the ball to two. Okay, and we didn't score the first two times. So on fourth down, the last play of the game, they get the ball to me, right? And I tried to make a play off of what had happened so often during the game, mm-hmm. right? And um, the D lineman, the nose guard, um, who lines it right over the center, would shoot cross mm-hmm. our center's face, you know. And I was going to the right, and I'm like, "Okay, I remember him doing that." And so when we called this play again, it tricked my head. I was like, "Okay." I'm gonna go backside of him, you know, and then crazily on the one play he went, way. He went backside and made the play, you know what I mean? I can remember, you know, I don't really cry a lot about the uh, sports and things like that, um, but I think that was my first time crying about a game um, since like little leagues, you know. And I remember walking off the field, having my head down, and then people yelling, yeah. you know, oh, you know, f bombs yeah. and things like that. And then the reporter coming up to you, you know, they, these people have no, you know, like, I respect the media a lot, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, they come to our, our facilities so much, you know, I'm like pretty cool with all those people and things like that. Um, but they, and I get it, they're doing the chops, but it's a boundary between, yeah. you know, certain things and it's really touchy. I remember the guy coming up right to me when we're walking off the, uh, off the field in my face asking me questions, you know, and then I'm literally just like, having tears coming down because, you know, being yeah. a freshman, being in that predicament and things like that, um, people forget that we're not just 
ageless under yeah. a helmet yeah. <laughs> and in some pads. Yeah. It's, you know, these kids, we were kids that's 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. 21. You're still not really an adult by law now. Yeah, you're an adult, sure. but you're not really an adult. You haven't really been out there and, and experienced things like that. And people forget that all the time. I mean, social media guys, we've had teammates that have been slandered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just recently, the other day, our quarterback, Tyler Huntley, he's – Known for not being the what most well-spoken person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Is he the guy that said that poo-poo? About yeah, the yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my guy. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you know Tyler, you know, you know that's him being him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he'll come in here right now and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, he's not going to change for anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part, I'm a more well-spoken mm-hmm. person because this is, like, how I've trained myself and I've just watched so many things. I understand yeah. the business aspect of things. But, and that's not a knock towards him because that's him. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't. Not the person for being them. Yes. Um, he said that when we played BYU and then here when we played Washington here on Saturday, um, he was in the meet. We were all in there. Cause I remember I was sitting right next to him in there. Um, they were asking him questions. And he doesn't – he's not the biggest fan of the media, <laughs> you know. Um, that's not, like, the best thing you want to do right after a game for yeah. the most part for a lot of guys. Um, he always answered questions very short. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just gives more, like, two, three-word answers and he's – and he just cuts it off right there, you know, and it doesn't really help th- th- those people. Yeah. But some some dude on Twitter um, ended up saying something about having him on national TV doing, like, media things isn't the most, the best thing for the education of the University of Utah. Right. Right? Okay. Pretty much saying this guy doesn't have the intellect to be up here. To represent. To represent. And you guys look guy. bad. Yeah. Now... University of Utah as a whole is one of the best uh, athletic programs and educational programs for student athletes in the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're right up there with Stanford and, you know, Stanford's one of the yeah, best, of course, yeah. you know, so we're right up there with those guys. I think we were second or something like that. So we're right there. But, you know, and I remember Tyler commented on the on that post and he just laughed at it, you know, but we had guys and his mom is on Twitter you know, she's seen it, and we have people in our own media just backing up him, and mm-hmm. our own players were like responding to what that guy said. You know, it's just like people forget, hey, this guy's 20, 21 years old, yes. and you're like 40, and you're going ahead and doing things like this. And it brings me back to remember a couple of weeks ago, I remember seeing on Twitter, and this guy, this uh, football player from Penn State, who has dress just like me, um, I believe his dress were all blonde. You know, I haven't fully went all blonde yeah, yet. Not yet, not yet. Because my girlfriend. <laughs> right, okay. But he had full blonde dress. And then a Penn State alumni called him out about his dress through a letter that he sent to the university, right, saying all these provocative things about the kid, pretty much saying, hey, don't you have, like, respect for, like, pretty much saying, like, hey, you don't represent our place. And, of course, you know, this, this is like what I was saying about belief in the player or the system. Mm-hmm. Some people live and die by the system. Like, I, I'm not calling him out, but when there was talk about the pay thing and you, you heard the comments like Tim Tebow was saying, uh, like, that's yeah. fine. That's, that's his view. That's respectful. Yeah. But that's someone that feels more aligned to the college than the people who represent it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody benefits him to be I mean, more like Yeah, hey. exactly. <laughs> like, as I say, he's entitled to his own opinion. But yeah. some people, they're always about falling into line. Like, we can turn this into a bigger thing and talk about historically things that have happened in the NFL mm-hmm. in not in like semi-recent times. Yeah. 
Like yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah. You this, know, this for, stuff like that. You could even go back to say people like Kaepernick. Say as a as a black yeah, male. Yeah. Once you start to go ahead and try and be an individual. Yeah. You know, you're trying to be you as as if as America says you can be. Mm-hmm. You know, they say it's free country. Yeah. Be you. Express you. Yeah. You know what I mean. You, as soon as you start doing it, it's a problem. Yeah. You can. You can never. This is this is like a really sticky topic to talk about, yeah. just because people are entitled to the views, and a lot of people live and die by the beliefs mm-hmm. that they have. But then, why can't that also be the case on the other side? Yeah, you know what I mean. But we'll we'll, we'll screw on from that. For that. <laughs> this is getting a little bit little bit sticky now. Um, <laughs> so I want to know, uh, like we've spoken for so long already. Yeah. I've still got a few more things I'd like to know. Like I want to know about you as a person. Mm. So obviously you say you, uh, you you play basketball. You're yeah. kind of short for a basketballer though. Yeah, you that's why I, that's why that, I gave five, it up. Five, nine and three quarters, <laughs> would you say? Something like that? I like, I like to give myself the five tier. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, so which, so what was your team? Were you a Heat fan or were you a Lakers fan? What was your thing? Oh, man, I was a Lakers fan. Um, just because of Kobe? Just because of Kobe. Um, I was a Lakers fan for as long as I can remember. And then LeBron... Ended up coming to the Heat. Mm-hmm. That you must have been in heaven, huh? No, no. You, actually, you, you a hater? You I was, I was, no. I was that guy. How dare you? I was a LeBron hater when he was in Miami. When I should have been a LeBron lover because yeah, I'm he like, was right there. man, you're in my city. And at one time, did I ever go and see him play? And I remember when the finals were coming on, and he was in the finals in Miami. I was uh-huh. like, I was rooting for OKC nah, one time. Nah, nah, I was nah, rooting nah, for nah, the nah, Spurs. Nah. I'm like, what? You know this is being recorded, yes. You know, this, this type of slumber. <laughs> but now, every, but everyone knows me now. Just understands that I'm the biggest LeBron guy. Like, I, I, I appreciate guy, no, yeah. greatness. Okay. Like I, it came okay. to a point. I was like, I didn't get why he did it, but then I got why he did it years later. Like once he went back to Cleveland and he did what he did that first year, yes. taking that team. I was like, okay, I gotta kind of respect what this man is doing because this is not gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Like he's 17 years in now, and then what three three years here now he'd be gone mm-hmm. forever and there's no more lebron james and it's now your your highlights now you're watching the kobe like how you watch like how yeah. i watch kobe now it's the same thing i'm like okay i gotta respect this guy a little bit more than i i did that's the, that's the king man i can't believe you you hate on him in your own city as well yeah it was but it was different poor choice that's different poor choice. but you see with all these legends i feel like uh the way it works is you have a guy and for once you have a guy anyone that's coming up towards the guy mm-hmm. you just don't to start with you just can't res- you don't respect them as much like say that the debate happens with soccer between messi and ronaldo mm. like i i i love Lionel messi but i'm open-minded and i see ronaldo is like if one's 9.9 out of 10 the other one's like 9.89 yeah like they're both incredible <laughs> but i hear ronaldo fans that hate messi messi fans that hate ronaldo like, just just like the, the best they are the best there's no reason to hate kobe, either lebron yeah it's like oh kobe was the guy but this this lebron guy oh he's on his way up yeah i, I don't i don't like it i don't like yeah. it like that that was me yeah. and i'm like man i'll back up lebron no matter i don't care what he did in the finals i don't care what his finals record yep. is yep 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 because if you think about it i'm like okay with kobe bryant I think about it, I'm like, okay, because no one can make me think Kobe Bryant isn't at least the second best player. Ever. Yeah, of Like, course, Michael yeah. Jordan's going to yeah. take the rope. Like, yeah, all right. yeah, okay. But I don't think LeBron, I mean, Kobe Bryant could have taken some of those Cleveland teams mm-hmm. to the finals mm-hmm. against the powerhouse teams that he, you've changed. that LeBron. You've changed. Yeah, you've so super. Now. Because I'm like, man. You saw it. Yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm like, man, bro, why are you even in this game? How are you even here? Yeah. Like... Yep. And then the dude, what he did against KD them and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like now, I'm I'm not a KD fan. Yeah, okay, so this is a bit more the hate thing again, or what? Oh, it's just you know it's, it's competitive. Yeah, that's fair. That's Being fair. Being a competitive, I'm like man, all right. But he is, a cheat, like he is going, a cheat code though. 
He is. That's like me going to Alabama and be like, all right, I'm going to Alabama. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or Clemson. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. You could have went anywhere else and still been as competitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't really see it, man. But because, like, Kobe Bryant would have done nothing like that. He stuck it out even when they were bad for those three years when yeah. after uh, Shaq I'm sure, left. I'm sure he was just comfortable in his house, though. You know what I mean? That, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, you as a person, you told me about your schedule. So, mm -hmm. I, did, I, I thought this question would go a bit further, but there's no time for you to do anything else. <laughs> so that's that's unfortunate the way that it is. But going into the pro ranks, mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to? Like this, the next step. Uh, man, honestly, I don't really even know. Um, I think it's it's just really just gonna be an honor to even you know be mentioned, be in that type of light you mm -hmm. know um because like i said the percentages is so small i think it's three percent of guys that make it out of college to go ahead and get to that next level and then when you get to the next level it's not guaranteed you're going to be there yeah you know you could be done after your first second year you know and the sport that we play an injury can take you yeah right there you know um my injury last year um had me on pace to do a lot of things and i had an injury that took me out you know what i mean so if the injury wouldn't take me out, I probably wouldn't have been here today. Yeah. You know, and I always say that injury um, was for a broader reason, mm -hmm. you know, um, than what I'll ever even understand right now. It made me take me years. Yeah. Till it's like, okay, this is why this happened. Yeah. You know, um, so, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the having a little bit more flexible schedule. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and then just being able to be in a position to, you know, take care of the people I love, you know, just get them out of the situations, like my mom and my yeah. little brothers, things like that. One more thing before we talk about the draft, because mm. we have to talk about it, because, you know, you are a senior heading <laughs> to the draft. One bit of, one thing I, I'd like to know from you, mm. through all the years that I've played, I've learned to speak to the media, learned to speak to people who I don't know and so on. Mm. And, it almost becomes a representation of who I am. Yeah. But it's not really who I am. Mm, yeah. How do you think you'll, from when you turn pro, do you want people to know exactly who you are or are you just going to be in a place whereby every time there's a camera or you see someone you don't know, you're essentially just doing your job by maintaining an image. Do you want Do you want an image or do you want to be who you are? Uh. I don't want to give you a right answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like, I want to be right between. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I think if you're not being true to yourself, if you're not being you, mm -hmm. then you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. You know, you're not, um, you know, just at the end of the day, just being true to yourself. You know, like, if I see a kid, I always think about it and I always tell my girlfriend about it. When kids walk up to me and want to take a picture, you know, and things like that, because literally we can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, especially. With, you yet. know, like... I'm like, okay, I'm taking a picture with these kids. Because I used to be a kid at one, if I seen the guy, mm -hmm. you know, and then they would be like, okay, they're going to walk by me and not even acknowledge me. Um, I want to be that person that can stick, take a couple of minutes mm -hmm. and, you know, sign a ball, sign a, a jersey or a shirt or, like, I've, I've, I've signed kids' faces. <laughs> okay. It's just crazy. All right. Or take a picture, you know. But it's I think it's, it has to be a fine line where you understand that um, you have to be – you, you know what I mean? Like, I respect the media. I'm, I respect people, no matter what they look like, what mm -hmm. they what they believe in, or you know, whatever. Any, no matter what it is, like I'm gonna respect you as a person first, because one, that's the way I was raised. You know, I'm not gonna look down on you. Yeah. You know, or anything like that, because at the end of the day, I'm just taking away from my blessings. Yeah. And um, so 
I want to respect the media, mm. you know, things like that. Um, if I can do it, I'll do it. Yeah. If I can't do it, I won't do it. Yeah. You know, I'm more of a, a family-oriented person, so I never let my job or my sport take front row of that. So yeah. I always choose my family. Like, no matter if, okay, if I got to quit today, I got to, whatever it is, okay, I'm going to pick my family first. Yeah. That's... The, the way that happens with me is whoever I meet, they do see me mm -hmm. and I'm always happy to do anything for people that know me, even though I don't know them. Yeah. But from my side, someone is kind of like, um, not that I'm a celebrity, but we watch films or we've seen films. If you see a film star across the road, you recognize that film star from all the films that they've been in. Yeah. You'll feel like you know who they are. <laughs> but for us being in sport, we probably won't go over to them and start talking to them like we do. Yeah. But when it comes to sports, because they've seen you play, and they might follow you on social media, they'll come over and start talking to you like you know who they are. Yeah. Like so many times in my life, someone will come to me and start talking to me, and I'm looking at them trying to figure out if I actually know who they are mm. because they're talking to me in a way that's so familiar. Yeah. But then I realize that, well, no, it's not. So you have those moments, but me being true to myself is me away from the profession that I have. And it's not that some fans find that hard to understand, but like, it's kind of the reason why I've got a private Instagram profile mm -hmm. because on that I can be exactly I can be myself. Yeah. No one's really talking to me about the game. Yeah. Like I'm just being myself. Yeah. It's like you got to wear a mask. Exactly. For the most yeah. part, and then exactly. You know, like, being our skin color yeah, too. It's exactly. like that's another mask you got to yeah. put on in the profession and things like that. So it's just it's it's it's, it's a job within a job. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you 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 sound like you're the same as me. Whereby what we do. Mm -hmm. is what we do but it doesn't define us yeah like at the end of the day and it's kind of like the lebron thing that he has going on like more than that yeah yeah like okay you see me just because you see me doesn't mean i want to talk about football yeah just but i will i will yeah, listen i will yeah I will, like don't get but, me wrong but i'm not just a yeah, football that's not player. Me, like yeah. hey i'm a son i tend to <laughs> i tend to talk less about soccer to oh. people who are my friends mm -hmm. and family we mm -hmm. rarely talk about it, but as soon as I step out of the house and it's somebody else, that's what we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I've, obviously I've been chatting for way, way too long. So I'm gonna. I've got like three big topics to talk okay. about, basically. Yeah. The first one is the draft. Where is it going to be this year? It is. Where is it? At? Um, I have no idea. Ah, okay, that's a slow start. Let's <laughs> on to go on to the next one. How about uh, hopes and expectations for you? What do What do you hope for the occasion? Um, you know, just to have my family there. Okay. Um, you know, um, just because that's something you don't. Not everyone gets to experience, you know, and definitely want to be able to experience that with the people you love and things like that. So, I mean, I'm just grateful to be, like I said, to have an opportunity to be mentioned in the draft to probably, you know, when that time comes to be called yeah. on that day, or whatever day it is. Um, I'm just going to be grateful and uh, blessed and just, you know, try and do my best whatever it pulls me. Who are your uh, favorite players that can that are entering for the draft this year? Entering? Yeah. Uh... So I'm a fan of a lot, you know. I like I got a lot of guys that play, um, that I know personally and things like that. So I mean, Benjamin Victor over at uh, Ohio State, mm -hmm. um, their quarterback, uh, Phil, uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Fields. Their running back, J.K. Jalen Fields, not Jalen Fields, that's Jaylen Justin Hurts. Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. Uh, I like Jalen Hurts. I like J.K. Dobbins. I like uh, the running back from Wisconsin, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Like. The court, well, the quarterback from Clemson is not coming out, but he's really good. Yeah, I like the the Etienne. Eti, eti, ah, how do you say his Etienne. name? Etienne guy. Yeah. Um, at Clemson. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a big fan of all those guys. Like I, 
I mean, I may be going against them. I may be competing against them. But you appreciate that talent. But I appreciate what they do, and I know what they go through. Mm-hmm. You know, and it may be different. It's definitely different. Um, you know, but you can only congratulate guys like that and be happy for guys like that because you know what they're doing for their families and how they're going to change their lives and just make things better for their families that they're going to have one day. Yeah. So myself and the people listening back home and probably a lot of people just listening anyway, mm-hmm. you know, we're predominantly soccer fans on this podcast, mm-hmm. but now we've got someone who we can root for. And <laughs> it's cool to be able to root for someone before they're something in the pro ranks. Yeah. You know, obviously you are a big deal in the college ranks, but mm-hmm. in the pro ranks is different. So to be able to see a come up now or a potential come up, that's really exciting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really hopeful for... Obviously, this season needs to finish first. Yeah, having a good season so yeah. far. You know, is yeah. it the eighth? Best? Is it ranked eighth? Are you ranked eighth? We are ranked number eighth in the nation. Okay, that's not that's not so. Bad, so yeah. we're doing solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty solid. Yeah, but to be fair, we're, we're kind of wrapping up now. So let's have some fun. Yeah, let's get let's get a bit lighthearted. Relax the shoulders. Gotcha. You know I mean, let's let's do this. Yeah. So, would you rather be a player that fans love, or a player that players can't do without? Uh, I'm a team guy, so definitely. Um, Going with the love and support from my uh, players. Okay. You know. That's the same for me because when I retire, which isn't too long away, uh-huh. the thing which I will celebrate the most isn't anything that I've won or the appearances that I've made. It's more so the fact that anyone that I've worked with, yeah, if you were to ask them about me, mm. they'll say I'm I'm legit. Yeah. And that goes such a long way because I've played with certain people recently and a few years ago where from the outside they get praised. Yeah. But within the locker room, they have no value whatsoever. <laughs> there have been so many times where it's been like addition through subtraction, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you can't say names. Yeah. <laughs> but I guarantee every player in that locker room knows exactly who you're benefiting from not being there. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a star in a bad team or just a number in a historic one? Uh, On a historic team, you know, um, that's why you play. You you know, if. If your team is having success, you're going to get some type of recognition somehow, some way. Okay. How about if it, like, literally there'd be nothing now? As long as we win a Super Bowl, as long as we got a trophy. Ah, this guy, he's done his media training already, man. <laughs> Listen to this. Wow. <laughs> this is impressive. All right. So, sport, we're going to, can you name two sports icons in your mind who you look up to, who like, inspired you? Just two. Uh, Definitely Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Marshawn Lynch. I know that's. Yeah. Okay, totally, that's two completely different human beings. Totally whatever, but different, yeah. but... All right, how about two music guys, if you're into music, because I imagine you're into yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. So, um, two, two big that inspired, that inspired yeah, me. Inspired, um, yeah. Meek Mill uh-huh. is, is my guy, number uh-huh. one. Okay. Um, can't go He's without He's not top five, though, but go on. <laughs> he may not be top five. I won't argue that because, you know... I'll give him six. I'll give him six. Yeah, I won't argue top, top ten, but I won't give yeah. him five. Yeah. But... Uh, so Meek Mill and who else? Meek Mill and hmm, tricky one. I like I like J Cole. J. Okay, Cole. cool. Yeah. So now you've named those two on the two different topics. You now have to befriend one. So mm-hmm. one of them now is your guy. Yeah. But the other guy becomes your enemy. Who are you gonna pick? In the music. Both sport oh, okay. and music. Uh, Kobe Bryant has to be befriended. So you want the smoke from Marshawn Lynch? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you're going to hate both of these. But I'm going to take Kobe Bryant. Why? Because you you need a guy like that, you know what I mean, in your life. You Do know? you think so? Yeah. He I seems think. like he's quite selfish as well, though. He can be. He'll let you carry your bags. 
Yeah, but, you walk, but you're still walking alongside him. But I know he's gonna do whatever it takes. Okay, so you can win. learn from that. And yeah, like okay. I know, like you know what I mean. And then I'm gonna pick. Uh, so I, I guess I want the smoke from Meek Mill as well. Okay. And I'm putting myself in a badge. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna put. I'm gonna take J Cole. You know okay. what I mean? Because you know his intellect. You yeah. know, he's not your small-minded rapper. He's yes. more the things he talks about. You yes. know his lyrics and things like that. Um, yeah. So I, with those for sports, I was gonna go for LeBron and Tiger Woods, yeah. But I'd go with LeBron as the guy to be friend, because mm. realistically, Tiger's not active on social media, so he's not really gonna send for me. <laughs> Whereas LeBron's the guy to be there. Yeah. I feel like him and the next guy. So in music, I'd go for J Cole mm -hmm. to be friend, and maybe I don't want to smoke from Jay Z. But the I reason is, I pick Jay Z. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a bit older, so I've heard a different time. Yeah. But LeBron and J Cole. Mm -hmm. For people like me, people like you, I feel like they represent us in a proper way. Yeah, and they want the best for us. Obviously, they're living their life and living a great life, mm -hmm. but they don't forget about where they came from. That's true. And I'm with that 100. Yeah. percent Like I'll open up one day to you about, say, Kanye West and how I don't like him and all this stuff. <laughs> but those two people are the ones who deserve to be champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're they're still doing it. There's no reason for them to still be doing it. Yeah. But for us, they're still doing it. Yeah. Um. So music's obviously a big part of the culture within sport over here uh in your uh, locker room of like a thousand people who, <laughs> who's actually in charge of music uh so we don't have Ooh. one guy okay okay okay. Um, i thought you were gonna say you didn't had, have music if, if we had one guy like if you want to know a new song mm -hmm. or you want to hear, hear a song that you probably ain't never heard on the streets you're gonna go to one of our corners uh josh nurse okay that's the guy he's like, the guy yeah it's, it's, he's always listening to music. Uh -huh. Somehow, some way, he's always listening to music, no matter what he's doing. He's always got music going. Okay. Um, but like in our locker room, our coach doesn't allow everyone to just play music out loud. So you have to have it in your headphones. You okay. Know, just because we have so many different backgrounds. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, respect okay. these. Okay. Okay. And say when you're playing your music, what's playing? And you need to pick a song to put onto the playlist for this podcast. So you you, you make sure you have yourself well represented. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go Meek Mill. Okay. And it's definitely gonna have to be uh what's this new intro on his latest album? I the can't new, remember the new name. New Meek Mill one. Yeah. Um or you could play championships. championships yeah, championships is, a good is strong. One too. Yeah, that's that's uh I'm all right, let's go with championships because I can't remember the name of the, the intro. So right. championships. So that's what sure. we're gonna put on there, yeah? Yeah, that works. All right. <laughs> cool. So so let me see if this is finishing. Let me just yeah, this is this is the finisher. So you've been on the podcast, and now you've started naming names. Mm -hmm. At the start, you were a bit reluctant to call you people out, but now you're saying names, yeah. you're naming people. People can get your full backstory and everyone that's involved in making you who you are. Yeah. So in that team now, who's the coach's favorite? Oof, yeah, I don't want to touch that. One. No, come on, send it, send it out there. You can name as many as you want. Uh, the coach's favorite. Um, probably Britton Covey. And why is that? Uh, well, they've won. They just have a really good relationship. He's always known each other for a while. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. but to just help myself out a little bit here, our coach loves everybody. On oh <laughs> my goodness gracious me! This is this is not this is not the podcast for that. Listen, throw no, feel free to throw anyone under the bus. It's that, fine. Definitely maybe Brent Covey, who I'm actually about to go hang out with this weekend. Okay. Um <laughs> doing a double date. Okay. Which is nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> um but yeah, definitely probably Brent for sure. Who's the hardest worker? Hardest worker on the team. Uh 
Damari Simpkins. Which, like, uh, like unequivocally, he's just number one. That's it. Yeah. Um. You have it's it's a few. It's a few guys. I could probably name you like three or four. Go on, name him. Um. Damari Simpkins. Um. My actually the guy who came up that I played in high school with. Yeah. Um. For sure, him. Um. Bradley and I. Um. Francis Bernard. Uh. And. And Devin Lloyd. Okay. And Jalen Johnson. Everyone knows how he didn't name himself, but that's none of my business. <laughs> All right, who's the um, who's the most talented? Most the most talented. Oh, Julian Black. That's not a question. Just like that. Just yeah, like, I, I didn't have to finish even repeating that question. <laughs> okay, that's fine, fine. So now let's talk about a teammate from a perspective that's off the field. Mm. Who's the guy who you would call in an emergency? Like they're guaranteed to answer. Doesn't matter what time it is, and they're gonna have the answer to help you out. Hmm. So this is a big call. Probably bring Covey again. Okay. Not, like the, the guy is just well, he's not beyond his years because he's like twenty four. But okay. <laughs> but no, nah, the man is just re really reliable. Okay. Um, you know, and everyone has a lot of just respect and trust and faith in you know and the things he do. Even our coaches, you know, if, yeah. even if it's a play that uh, he has a question, you know, they're gonna listen to it and respect. You know, a lot of sometimes if you're gonna question a coach's play, yeah, it could be a little yeah. bad, but. He does it sometimes, and they respect him just because of, you know, he is a hard worker. He does the right things each and every day. You've never had a problem with him, not mm -hmm. one time. And he does everything he's supposed to do in the classroom. Okay. And who would you call to have some fun? To have some fun? <laughs> um, probably uh, Tyler. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> who, this is a bit more personal, who, mm -hmm. you can name more than one if you want. Who do you think you're gonna miss the most after turning pro? Ooh, man! I hope he don't hear this. Um, <laughs> and he's gonna hear it. People make sure of it. Uh, he always says it every single time I see him. You know, he's probably one of the most annoying guys in America. Okay. okay. Um, you know, but Terrell Burgess, our one of our uh, safeties. You know, um, our 2016 class. I'm definitely gonna miss. Like he's probably like just the energy he brings every single day. Just the for some reason, the annoyingness that he brings as well is kind of like you like it for some weird yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our whole entire 2016 class, I'm going to miss for sure. Um, you know, and our young guys as well. That um, Definitely in my room. Yeah. Um, but our 2016 class, because we, for the most part, turned the university and the program around, you know, um, still haven't finished that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, made it to the Pac-12 championship game last year where me and Tyler weren't able to play in due to injuries, but this year we're back on track, you know, and all our seniors and all our big key guys are from the 2016 class. We all came in together. We all lived in the dorms mm -hmm. together and always hung out together. So um, all those guys, Lucky, Bradley and I, um, John Pennacini, Max Tapai, um, Julian Blackman, Terrell Burgess, Damari, Tyler, um, you know, Darren Paul, all those guys, you know, just – that's just going, you know. That's just the staple of, yeah. of our team. That's definitely in the heart. All right, who's the slowest player on the team? The slowest. And you don't have to name uh, like a big guy that can't actually run. Who's yeah. the slowest person that actually has to run? Uh, man, I can't. Nah, he's super fast. Probably, I'm not the fastest. So probably, probably me and. Really. Yeah. Like I got a, I got a quick burst. 
<laughs> okay. You know, like, okay. I got a quick, yeah. you know, if That's... you don't catch the burst, then you might be in trouble. So, um, to talk about that then, there was a game, I think it might have been three games ago, where you ran, was it for nine? Oregon State, 90, yeah. 91, yeah. Were you tired at the end, or were you, like, coasting? <laughs> what was going on? Uh, tell the truth. The quick, tell the truth. So the quick burst okay. was about for a good fifty yards. Okay, like boom, I was gone. Like, yeah, it was no one catching me. Yeah, the last 40, 30, 40 yards, yeah. whatever it was, I was like, all right, why am I still not there yet? <laughs> all right, and sometimes like in certain stadiums, they have like TV programs up yeah. there, so you can see the people right yeah. behind you. Uh-huh. But I couldn't. They didn't at Oregon State. They didn't have those, so I had to look behind me. Uh-huh. So it zapped some of my speed away at the same time. Okay. But when I got to the sideline, you know, like once I hit the ground, I sat there for like a couple seconds. Okay. And then I got up and I was like, the longest thing to do after you score a touchdown is come from the touchdown to the bench. Yeah. Because you have to go through all those people. Yeah. Saying, good job, all yeah. this stuff. And that tires you out more than the run. Okay. So when I sat down, I was like, all right. I was gassed. Okay. And then the defense got us back out there and four more plays. I'm like, bro, it's not enough time. I appreciate you said that. So, <laughs> Nick. You heard it. He said it himself. He was tired because I was saying that you looked a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, no, it's just coasting. It's just coasting. Everything's all right. He does that all the time. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, is that what it looks like? Okay. So who's the fastest player? Hmm. Either. Let me see. He's not on defense. Oh wait, he actually is either Jalen Dixon, our receiver, mm-hmm. or Javelin Gidry, our uh, one of our corners, and I think. It may be Javin Gidry. Um, he ran track and he had like some Olympic times here. So he's like talking like Tyreek Hill first. No, Tyreek Hill's different. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyreek Hill's different, but this guy is fast. Like, yeah. no questions about it. Like, he caught someone other other game jogging. Right. Okay. No, no doubt. All right. They're, they're, they're like, uh, the phrase I use, they're like spirit killers. There's, we've we've got one of those guys um, who plays for, you just signed a professional, uh, a first team contract with us this year. Uh, called called the called Douglas and like I was quick like mm-hmm. I'm still quick now but I was like, quick quick but every Tuesday now we'll have a race or we'll, we'll just try and do some top speeds yeah and I'm going full tilt and I look to my side and the guy is comfortable comfortable next to me and then he just starts just stride away mm. and I'm like oh, have yeah. some respect like I'm I... your OG like have some respect <laughs> <laughs> like don't do that to me and he's the only person that can do that within my team yeah but he's the only person now that's made me even think about retiring. Because before that, I was like, I'm top three, top five, whatever. This is light work. This is no problem. Yeah. And then this young boy, oh my god, I'm, I can't, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I literally can't keep doing it. Who's the strongest in the team? The strongest. We're talking on the team. pound for pound. So obviously, you can have someone that's three hundred pounds that can lift more than someone that's two hundred. But like, if the guy at two hundred is lifting similar, um, Terrell Burge is pretty strong. Um. Devontae Henry Cole is strong in the lower body. Okay. You got to make sure you uh, categorize what it's strong in. <laughs> okay, okay. But the strongest dude, um, I do pretty decent in the weight room too. Okay. Yeah, I do pretty decent in there too. Right, okay. Okay, so that's the first time you're calling yourself special. Right. <laughs> and just the last one of your teammates, who is the leader? If you have to pick one. Tyler Huntley. He's the guy, yeah? Yeah. Um. It's through leading by example or through words? The both. You know, um, I mean, I don't think there's any leader not anywhere in the world who is perfect. Yeah, of course. Um, but the way he carries himself, you know, inside the facilities, you know, he still doesn't joke around, but everybody gets it. 
But when it's time to lock in, it's mm-hmm. time to go, mm-hmm. you know, there's no time to be playing, laughing, you know. I mean, the guy's out there pretty much with one leg right now mm-hmm. and still doing what he did. I mean, without him winning us this Washington game, you know, converting the ball downfield yeah. like he did um, in the pain and all that stuff like that, um, I mean, he's definitely a guy. and That's why he wears the number one jersey. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. I think that's a great way to finish. So for me, I'd like to give thanks now. I want to thank you for coming out. You're the first, as I say, first non-soccer-specific person to come in here. And it's incredible to hear your story. Have you got any shout-outs? Uh, you don't have to say, you can say no if you want. <laughs> you can say no if you want, make it all about you. But if there's anyone you want to shout-out, feel free. Uh, just shout-out my mom, you know, uh, my mom, my dad, my brothers and my sisters, um, you know, and then my girlfriend, Jessica, who I'm about to go back to right yeah. now because um, I'm off today. Um, so, you know, I mean... Just, you know, just blessed and just, you know, thank you for the opportunity, my man. Yeah, no doubt. It's clearly working. And from a social media standpoint, if people want to see how you're getting on, what's your handle? Uh, the best way to catch me is on Instagram at Famous Moss. Just on any, if you got like weird underscores at the end or is it just No, Famous it's just at Famous Moss oh, on Instagram. See that? He's got it all sorted already. <laughs> so I'd like to thank um, producer Ryan in the back who's been smiling all the way through because we tried something different and he quite enjoyed it. <laughs> Martinez Studios, Draper, Utah. This is the home of the podcast. And listeners, this one was this one was a bit different, and I hope you like it. So please remember to reach out uh, to RSL on all social media, and also on this occasion to Utah Football on all social media. Let you know, get in, get in contact, try and pay some more attention to the program because it's a very successful one, and there are lots of good people within it. And if you have voice memos, please send them to digitalrsl.com. And just know that there's lots more to come because now my playing season is over podcast season begins so stay tuned and thank you very much <laughs>